0: Welcome to the Swim Strong Dryland Podcast. We are dedicated to inspiring and educating the swimming world. Our podcast highlights the work, character, and achievements of in and around the Swim Strong community. We have Austin Carpenter here for the Swim Strong Podcast. But before we dive into his story, which you guys are going to be wicked inspired by, uh, we have to do our rapid fire question. So, Austin, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, number one, who's a celebrity you would most like to spend a day with?
1: Probably Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> that's,
0: a, that's a good <laughs> choice. That'd be a fun day. Uh, if, you, uh, if you were to survive on a deserted island and you could only pick two of your teammates to survive with, who would you pick?
1: Um, it would be my two teammates, Jake and Wyatt. I've known them for so long and I trust them. So we'd probably make it out.
0: Got to have that trust to survive. All right, next question. Who is your favorite cartoon character?
1: Donald Duck.
0: There you go. How about your favorite sports team?
1: Definitely the New England Patriots.
0: Oh, man. Dynasty team there. And what's a hidden talent you have that most people probably don't know about?
1: Um, I could label like every country if you gave me a blank map and their flags as well. A good skill to have how about your favorite movie of all time um it's a new movie it's the boys in the boat
0: gotta go see that still in theaters i think well we'll see when this podcast comes out but yeah. <laughs> check it out last thing what's your favorite thing about swim strong Dryland?
1: definitely the community and the people that i've met
0: for sure man it's always about the people i love it well thank you you are one of those And we appreciate you being a part of the Swim Strong family, Austin. I'm excited uh, for people to get to hear your story and to dive a little bit more into it because I've been crazy inspired seeing your progress. Um, Over the last year, it's been wild. You've had a meteoric rise. And I think um, a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes to making that type of thing happen. And um, you have a unique mindset and story. And I'm wondering if you could just... Uh, dive in first just share a little bit of background about how you started swimming in the first place what did your journey into the sport look like
1: um well I was always in sports when I was a little kid my parents had me in soccer and wrestling and they always had me in swim lessons because of my big sister and I passed swim lessons and got on the summer league team and just I still did sports along the way and then swimming just became the main one that I focused on. And then from there on, it's helped me get to where I'm at today.
0: And you, so you played a lot of different sports growing up. Um, how do you feel like that has contributed to your success in the pool today? Do you feel like that had an impact on you?
1: Yeah, I think playing sports when I was little helped me realize how important it is to be disciplined because – I feel like being disciplined is like a skill that you can't be taught. You have to pick it up on your own. And I feel like the best time to do it is when, you know, you're five, six years old playing a sport and having a really good foundation of coaches and parents around you. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I love it when people play multiple sports growing up and you develop that foundation of athleticism and you develop uh, all kinds of different – um, mindsets when you're a part of different teams. You always learn something new as you come across different people. And uh, actually, even now, I think most people might not know this about you, but you're a multi-sport athlete now, correct?
1: Yeah. I played water polo in the fall for my high school. And,
0: and go ahead. I'm it, sorry.
1: Uh, it helps a lot with swimming because it's a great way to train and have fun. And yeah, it just carries over a lot to the pool.
0: What's interesting about that is that so a lot of people might say something like hey you do water polo so that takes away from how how long is the season how long is the water polo season? So
1: it starts beginning of August and it goes to the beginning of November.
0: Okay so you have a pretty big chunk where people start like going hard in the pool right and training only swimming competitive club swimming and you're taking time to play water polo there and obviously still in the water but people will be like oh why would you why would you do that and yet uh you've had crazy success you're now one of the top five recruits in the country you've skyrocketed on um the national um, board which i don't think people have any idea the type of potential you still have in you um How did you do that? Like, how did you do that? You didn't, you know, you didn't, you don't even swim competitively year round yeah. and you're doing the things that you're doing. So what, what gives, how did you end up making that happen?
1: I started playing water pole my freshman year and the first meet back from water pole season, I only trained pole. I did not go to a single swim practice like that whole three months. It was just water pole. And the first week back of swim, because my swim coach, he wants like pretty much all of his swimmers to play water polo if they can or if they want to, because he builds us back into the season and back in the shape, into swim shape, right after water polo. So the first week back, my freshman year, all we did was just pretty much learning how to swim again, like learning all the strokes. and. <laughs> I couldn't swim breaststroke even though water pole is like a lot of breaststroke kicking or alternating. And yeah, first week back I had a swim meet and I dropped time in all of my events, (laughs) which, you know, that gave me a lot of hope. And so the more I trained, the more I would keep dropping time. And then eventually I got to the state championships, which was about, three to four months after and I dropped like a lot and a lot of time which gave me pretty much just a lot of hope knowing that I can play water pole and have fun for three months until I go back in the swim season which
0: that I think that is really I think people even hearing that might be like oh my gosh like three months where I'm not full-time competitive swimming like that would That would ruin my whole season, right? Like people stress out a lot of times during like college visits and, you know, things like that, because you're making big life decisions, but you're also not really consistently in the pool. And a lot of times athletes and coaches and parents will stress about like, oh, we got to be in the pool all the time, like swimming a sport where you got to constantly be in the pool and training at a high level and what you're saying is you just had a lot of fun doing another sport which you're still training and you're getting something in the water but it's certainly not the same thing um and and then you came back with t- talk about how that affects your mindset because something that i think is always really unique about you is your mindset and the goals that you have uh, but how does playing another sport and having a little break from swimming maybe you refresh you does it refresh you is it something you yes. come back with a fire or talk a little bit about that
1: um yeah it definitely refreshes my mind I always whenever I've gone in swim season after water polo season I've always had like my head up high like I'm excited to swim because a lot of people sometimes and this used to happen to me I'd get that little like feeling of being burned out and mm-hmm. it'd be hard but like with water polo it's just like a big reset and I can just have fun during water polo season and then training back into swimming is also really fun because towards the end of water polo season, I'm like, I'm ready to swim again. And then the same thing happens during swim season. The last like week or two Mm -hmm. before I get big. me, I'm like, I'm ready to swim and then get back into polo. That's Um, awesome. But yeah, like kind of going back to the training too. I, knowing with swimming, the more I'm training after polo season, the more faster I'm going to get. So that first month kind of just gives me, like, a glimpse of what I can do that season. Hmm. Like, I think I had to meet this year. I had to meet two to three weeks after water polo season. And, again, I dropped time in everything except my best event, under <laughs> breast. and Breast. But I went my second best time. And so – after that, I think I said like, you know, I'm ready for JNats. Yep. And so, I showed, <laughs> you know, like two weeks later, and dropped and everything again. And I kind of surprised myself.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And I think during that time too, so you're playing polo, but you're also still like you're still training as an athlete. Like you're playing another sport, but you're also mm-hmm. doing the swim strong dryland program. Yeah, I did, it, I did it.
1: I did it. Tuesday, Thursday – I do – so I do lifting with my swim team Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, mainly because of, like, the convenience since it would be hard to miss – because we also get in the water after that too, so I'd be missing yeah. three practices. And I do that, and it's nice because the strength is for swim shark drowns are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so it works out perfectly so I can do the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday – Tuesday, Thursday – Saturday workouts on those days after Mm -hmm. school or after practice on Saturday. So it all works. And that's what I would do during polo season.
0: Yeah. So you were staying, you were staying really locked in to your training. You were training in different ways though. You were giving your mind uh, a break or just your body a break from just the grind of the day-to-day swim season, but then you were still, you're doing something different that was training you in another unique way. And then also staying on top of the dry land and developing as a swim athlete. Uh, and then you come back a couple of weeks later, like you said, and you just crush it in your first meet back. Um, and then I remember you started talking about your goals for junior nationals, um, and some of the things that you wanted to do. Um, and, and I won't give away, uh, spoil all the goals and things that you have, um, down the road too, but, um, but they're big goals and then you yeah. came to junior nationals and just absolutely tore it up Um yeah. and ripped out a 53 and your 100 breaststroke and just like i think you went best times in every event you swam if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. by a yeah. lot um yeah so that 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 inspired me because i was i know that that doesn't just happen right like so some people might hear this and be like oh it is good to have a can be good to take a break or do something different or play multiple sports. But um, also there's a lot of discipline that goes into making sure that that is beneficial and is powerful and you get the results that you want, right? Like it didn't just happen for you and you're super humble and understated in, in um, the way that you carry yourself. But can you talk a little bit about some of the goals you had at junior nationals, um, and what type of discipline it's taken, it took and is taking for you to continue to reach the levels you're trying to reach?
1: 2022 JNATs, I did not have a cut. I did not have a JNAT cut even going into 2023. At all? You didn't and have a JNAT cut going into no. 2023 at all? Okay. Um. And so in February of 2023, I went a 54-3. This was like a month after turning 15. I dropped like three seconds or two seconds. It was – I surprised myself there. That was one of the most shocking swims, like in my opinion, for me. And so that time would have gotten fifth or sixth at JNATS, like that year, 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, right after that, I'm like, I think I can win it. And so obviously going into polo season, got to like make sure I still have that goal in mind. And then my first meet back i went a time that i kind of wanted to go so i'm like i think i can do this and i got to jnats i was a bit nervous and i got a time that i pretty much wanted that would have gotten me second at jnats in 2022 so there was nothing to i still had to keep my head high i didn't reach a goal but it was okay you know and Mm -hmm. then for my i swam I also swam the 50 free and 100 free. And my goals for those was to just make pretty much the C final. And in the 50 free in the morning, it was my first event ever at JNATS. And I dropped half a second. And I made my – I snuck into the B final. Mm -hmm. And I was super happy. And that just carried me throughout the rest of the meet. And then the same thing for the 100 free. I – I think my goal was, again, C final, B final, and I snuck into the A. I got scratched in. (laughs) Something funny, too. Um, I was supposed to swim off against some guy because we tied. We Mm -hmm. tied for ninth, but since someone scratched, we were tied for eighth. But I I was unaware about this until I showed up to finals, and I heard that he just chose to stay in the B final and not swim off. Which that's wild. Really cool. I got to meet the guy after the race. We talked. Did he tell you stuff. why he did that? I think he just didn't want to swim off. Gotcha. Which <laughs> honestly, I if I if I had known after my swim that I had a, to do a swim off, I I would have accepted it. I've never done a swim off in my life. And really, I've always watched like my teammates do it. It just looks so hype and so fun. Yeah, man. Like it'd yeah. be. Like sure it'd be annoying. Like you have to stay for like an extra hour because I'm I get super like you know, I I hate having to waste time between premiums and finals. I'd love to just go home, eat, take a nap. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I was able to do at JNATs. So I lived 20 minutes away from the pool mm-hmm. where everyone else had to fly like two, three hours.
0: Yeah. And so
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been annoying, but it would have been fun. I would have enjoyed it.
0: I love it, man. Well, you got that. You got the mentality of just like, I want to race. Like I want the competition. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if I have to stay a little bit later. Like um, I always have gotten the feel that you just love competition and you love to see what's possible. Um, Can you attribute your mindset to anything like certain people who have inspired you like growing up? Like what what people don't realize about success is that it's it's really simple like it's really just simple discipline and consistency and love for what you do and and if you have those things i mean that's a dangerous dangerous recipe consistency discipline and love for what you do um and but the hardest part is you know people may do something they love but then the consistency and the discipline is usually where it falls off because it just takes yeah so much effort i mean it's so it's simple but it's difficult so when i say it's simple it's certainly not easy um can you talk about where your mind how you developed the mindset you have like what allows you to just embrace hard work embrace competition like being as disciplined as you are like you don't like you said like even talking about what you do in between prelims and finals like you have a specific routine and rhythm Um, because you're trying to accomplish the thing that you set out to do. Where does that come from?
1: Um, Well, I, I could contribute to my mom and dad a lot. My dad, he served in the Marines, and it took a lot of discipline. He would always tell me this one particular story. They had to hike with their full gear on, like 60, 70 pounds, I believe. And he wanted to give up. And, you know, he had blisters on his feet and everything and obviously it was hard and right before he was going to like pretend to roll his ankle and couldn't walk um it might have been his sergeant it might have been whoever but one guy was falling behind and so he made my dad pretty much pull him with him and that just made him furious and that just kept him going and he didn't give up with a chip on his shoulder pretty much wow and that's that's always inspired me. I'll be in practice, and a set will be hard. A set will be intense, and pretty much what my dad said, just to not quit, not to give up, with mm-hmm. no excuses either. Because we're big, we're him and I are really big on that.
0: Like, how he, do you do this that, bro? Like, not making excuses. Like, that's so it's so easy to say. It's so rare for people to actually do it. Um, but you you implement that and you, what do you do when something comes into your mind and you start being like, Hey, I'd really like to give up right now. I'd really like to complain about this set or I'm really tired. Like, so there's a million excuses that I'm sure flood into your brain. What do you do with those? Like mentally when that happens?
1: So usually when I encounter excuse, that, like, that I just want to get out of the pool or just not go as hard in this set because the way our practices are designed and the sets everything has a certain level of intensity. And so sometimes it can be super hard to hit that intensity knowing that, you know, it's gonna hurt a lot or it's gonna be really hard. And so whenever an excuse comes into my mind like that, you know, excuses always sound the best when it's the person saying it or the person making the excuse says it. And so like I'm a sophomore and let's say there's a freshman, like a new swimmer, cause we have a lot of new swimmers on our team if they were to see someone like me, they can excuse or just, I don't even have to say, they just see what I'm doing. Like that's just, it's going to affect them too. And they're just, Mm -hmm. and they're going to see that and kind of think the same thing. Like, Oh, if he's doing this, if he's slacking off, like I can slack off too. Mm -hmm. That's good. Like if you, if you have a big impact on your team, like I feel like you should be, I feel like people who are, very impactful or also one of the most disciplined. And so mm, just, that's good. I've also just been raised to just not make excuses either. Uh, Shout <laughs> right out to my dad and my mom as well.
0: Shout out to mom and dad. No, that that's yeah. awesome, man. That's awesome. And what, what you just said is something that, people don't often think about like how you are affecting the people around you. And, uh, Oh, like you're always affecting them either in a positive or negative way. Your impact is never neutral. If you're surrounded by teammates, your impact is not neutral. It's, it's one way or the other. And so for you to have the mindset of not only am I not going to buy into my own excuses because I have goals and dreams. Like you said, you wanted to win the junior national championship. Uh, okay. Well, in order to do that, you have to work pretty darn hard <laughs> You yeah. have to work pretty hard and so you're like i'm not gonna let myself down and then you're also thinking hey i have a team that i'm here for it's not just about me like there's people who look up to me there's people who i'm training with who if i'm not bringing the energy and the effort they may do the same thing because because that type of thing can be contagious and man i wish people would think about that type of thing more um and i think that's that's a big thing that we're passionate about with swim strong too is just having a community of people who have a phenomenal mindset and care about more than just themselves. Um, and can you talk just a little bit about that from the dry land perspective? What's it been like to be a part of the program to have an accountability partner and teammates who, even though they're you know, there's some from your team, but there's some from all over the country, um, yeah. that you're connected with? Have you seen that make an impact just the? that specific thing we're talking about having teammates who have a phenomenal mindset and hold each other Mm -hmm. accountable.
1: Yeah. Um, Something that's nice about that is that like with our team, at least we all made goals at the beginning of the season on a sheet. And then together we made team goals, like what we want to do at the state championship, what we want to do at districts, just what we want to do as a team. And so we all pretty much know each other's goals. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I like a couple of my friends, they were influenced by me joining Swim Strong, and so they joined it too. And yeah, we we hold each other accountable, making sure we do our workouts, making sure we do them good.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's easy to tell too, like all the people around me on our team. We've been having a lot of success this year. Last year, I believe we were maybe eleventh or twelfth place at states and right now we're the best team in the state just by like just by swim cloud but again that's that's like the most reliable thing we can go off of right now just we've all been we've been building each other up more and more i believe there's a verse in the bible like as iron sharpens iron as friend sharpens friend Mm -hmm. pretty much that that.
0: yeah man that's an awesome verse and just so true right like you make each other better you can sharpen each other and make each other more effective make each other more powerful like it's that's that's what it's all about like we're not supposed to do this thing alone and um you know that there's i think what is understated too and what i'm inspired by and humbled by in this conversation honestly is your humility like you are very much about everyone else. You're very much about giving credit to other people in your journey, how what you do affects other people. Um, to me, that's how, like, you can experience the most joy and have the biggest impact and be a leader is is, is through really caring about others, and, and, uh, and, and that's how you can have maximum impact. But it also has an impact on yourself, too, and there's a lot of joy that comes that comes with that um so i really appreciate that about you man and and everything that you do for everyone in your life myself included um it, it's it's awesome um can you talk a little bit about so you mentioned you won to win a junior national championship you came up just a little bit short but you still absolutely crushed it um yeah. and <laughs> in so many different events um and i'm wondering like one okay so you quote unquote failed right but people say oh yeah if you don't reach a goal it's not failure because you did everything you could to try and get there um Mm -hmm. so one can you talk about how you let hey coming short of a goal you had fuel you um for the next steps and then two can you talk about some of the longer term goals that you have some of the things that you're hoping for in the next year or so
1: yeah um so after yeah after coming up short of one of my goals um i i okay i've taught myself this, and it helps me a lot, that everything at the end of the day is pretty much your fault, whether it's good or bad. Like, I came up short of a goal. That's not no one else's fault but mine. And that Mm -hmm. just, you know, fuels me for reaching my next goal. And, and yeah, I wouldn't call reaching short of a goal a failure. Like, I still, I still Obviously, there are other good things. Like, I dropped a lot of time. I I think I'm top five for 15 year olds in that event, like all time, which mm-hmm. is, there's nothing to be a sad about. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But yeah, like that coming up short, that kind of fueled me. That's been fueling me for the state championships this year. Um, yeah. And not only that, the same thing last year. Um, if I can talk about this for a bit, yeah. When I went my fifty-four-three in my hundred breast, I got second place at districts, and I got outtouched by the defending state champion. And we, I think he went a best time, and so. And states is a week after districts, and I think we were both prepared at like the same level, and so my goal from districts was I want to win states. I need to, and mm-hmm. I came up short. And like ever since then, cause I will, that's like one thing I can call a failure because I had so many opportunities, you know, to prepare for that. But ever since then, I've been fueled to win states again this year or not again to win this year. Mm-hmm. And Jane has fueled it a little bit more,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially because, uh, I was in lane seven, and the guy in lane eight, his name's Luke, and he's from Ohio, and we pretty much went the same time. Mm-hmm. It's So I'm going to – we're both going to be fighting for that. And he's a senior, wow. so it's just going to be even more crazy.
0: Yeah, man, that'll be a ton of fun. I like the way that you frame that too, and you say, hey, you know, I came up short of a goal. It's not a failure. but it, But for me, like, it wasn't what I wanted, so it fueled me and moved me forward. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are – afraid to set big goals because they don't want to feel like oh i came up short but like who cares <laughs> like, yeah. who cares if you come up short like let's use that as well that's what
1: sorry cut you off but that's what yeah. happened i wanted to win that like yeah i didn't win that but okay i know there's a quote about that it's something about like what is it shooting on the stars but you like land on the moon i have mm-hmm. no idea If that's even what it is so like it just compares with like setting a goal like so high Mm -hmm. like yeah you might come up short but like look where you are
0: yep yep no i love that yeah it's like you you, when you do set a goal that high and you actually work for it and you put in the work if you come up short yeah like it hurts because you like wanted something but it's a but Mm -hmm. you worked for it like you did something that moved you forward that a lot of people never would have done and now it's setting you up for whatever that next big leap forward is, and um, yeah, it's no, uh, it's no, no small thing to be one of the top swimmers of all time in your age group as well, and to be almost winning a national title as a sophomore in high school. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you want more, and I love that. Like you know, some um, people might take the opposite route and say, "Hey, I did something really cool. Like look at me." And you're like, "That's uh, I, I, that's not like." I want more. (laughs) I want more. Uh, There's always something more to be had. And and it's not just, it's not about what I've done in the past. It's about what I'm going to do in the future and the work I'm going to do to get there. And, um, really the whole journey. So, um, anyway, I, I, I think that's, um, really good insight, um, into how goal setting should be done and how you should respond when you don't hit it. Um, how that can fuel you, but then, um, So obviously you want to win the state championship this year. That's one of your goals. Do you have any other goals in mind for the next, you know, it's 2024. We got a good amount of time left in the year. Anything else that you're um, excited about?
1: Yeah. So one of my, okay, this might be my biggest goal. It's been a goal for, it's been forever um, to get an OT cut. Last year I wanted to get it in the 100 breast and I came up short, which again, I knew like I came up short. And I got to be accountable. It was my fault, but that just gives me more fuel. And, yeah, I believe I can get it in the hundred breast. I've been – I've had my eyes set on it for a long time, mainly because I made a deal with my mom and dad. If I get one, then we can get a pug. (laughs) That's that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, And my dad, he tore his Achilles last year. And so because of that, he was home for a while. And so – we were able to get a pug because he was going to be home for a long, long time. He's back in work. But Good. I guess the deal technically didn't happen. But <laughs> my eyes have still been set on getting an OT cut and going That's to cool. Olympic trials. I um, love that, man. Also, What's your dog's name? Oh, uh, Her name's Luna.
0: That's awesome. Um, hey, go ahead, and then
1: Other goals, too. Yeah, like JNATS this year for the summer. You know, potentially win an event. If I feel like I could win the fifty-free mm-hmm. if I can get the OT cut because I'm mm-hmm. going for it in March. And the winning time last year was a twenty two seven, which is pretty much the OT cut or twenty-two six. And then what and then I also have goals for Waterpool too. Um, to start varsity and to win the state championship. Because uh, going back to, like, being consistent and everything, I'm not the best water polo player. Like, I was – I played JV most of the season, but that only gave me more fuel to make varsity and to help my teammates out. Because I wasn't doing it just for, like, you know – like, yeah, the more I – the harder I trained, the better it helped me for swim and for polo. I kind of thought too. Like I want to help my teammates out. I want to win with my teammates, and then after that will be JNats, and my goal for that will be to win the hundred breast, and maybe win some other events. Maybe I haven't swam the two breast in since 2022, and so we I gotta don't get know, you in
0: that one, man. We gotta get you in that. Yeah, I need to.
1: <laughs> I can maybe train for that and see what I can do because you never know there's gonna be Mm -hmm. fast competition that won't really affect what i can do
0: yeah i think it's interesting too like it's not even you're just you're doing things because you like them like even hearing you talk about being hey as jv on water polo like you're not like the best of the best that means in on your team obviously but you're still doing it and taking time away from sport and swimming where you, you are one of the best of the best in swimming right now. Um, and with tons of potential left, um, people would think, why would, why would you spend time, you know, doing something that you're not the best at if you're really good at something else and you enjoy it, like you enjoy it. And you have this fire. And I, I love that. And something else you said, that's really striking to me that I feel like most people don't have is you said the way you worded it, is that essentially like you take ownership? Like, if I if I come up mm-hmm. short of something, it's on me, like it's not on anybody yeah. else. And man, so many people, when they come up short of something, want to blame anyone and anything besides themselves, and you're like, yeah, No, 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 it's exactly. on me. Even if even if somebody else maybe had obviously there's a lot more than just you, like as a part of your process, but you're like, No, 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 no. It's on me
1: yeah it's the it's it can sometimes be the hard route to take which you know it is so it's very very easy to just say oh like this person this, this person that like oh if maybe my coach did this oh if maybe my teammates you know but the hard route to take is just to say it was my fault mm-hmm. like i'm accountable for this i'm accountable for the outcome
0: that's awesome man well, I appreciate you sharing your insights uh, into your journey, your mindset. Uh, is there any anybody, coaches or um, people you want to shout out before we uh, before we hop off here?
1: Yeah, uh, my, I mean, both my swim coaches, Kyle and Mister McKinley, they're both really great mentors. Um, same with my lifting coach at school, Mister Opresti. Um, and yeah, my mom, my dad, my older sister, and just all my teammates and just everyone. I mean, and Swim Strong, obviously. Hey, man, and just, we,
0: and just like everyone
1: it. who's just been supportive and everyone who's just been with me on this journey. Just, yeah, man.
0: Well, you, uh, As you are mentioning <laughs> all these different people, a part of your journey, I'm grateful for all of them uh we're grateful for you we're grateful to have you as a part of the strong family and man we can't wait i'm excited for your state championships coming up i'm excited for this whole season and for the next few years and beyond what you're gonna do man because the sky's the limit so uh continue owning your journey not putting limits on yourself inspiring people not making excuses and just being you man because because it's awesome and it's more than enough. And uh, so excited to see what you do and and blessed to be a part of your life. So thanks for taking the time to be on here and share it with everybody.
1: Thank you for inviting me on. got it, man. Thank you for listening
0: to the Swim Strong Dryland podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the Swim Strong Dryland family, you can reach out to us via email or social media. You can also follow Swim Strong Dryland on YouTube and TikTok for more educational content.